Welcome to the Electrician Success Podcast. I'm Greg Allen, and this is your daily performance boost. If you want to become a member at the Electrician Success Academy, we have a 10% off lifetime membership if you sign up using the podcast token code. So that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all in capital letters, at checkout. Okay, let's get into this one. It's going to be a good one. So I hope you enjoy it. Today, we've got one hell of a interview for you guys. It's Shane Lachlan from Brislec in Brisbane, Australia. And his company was nominated as one of the fastest growing companies in Australia. And he had some serious lessons to share with you. So make sure you take the time to listen to this one very carefully. Shane is a massive advocate of company culture and he has a lot of valuable information to share with you. So make sure that you're listening the whole way through. If you don't get through it all, save where you're up to and come back to it. It's definitely worth your time and I hope you get a lot out of this. So thank you again for joining us. I just want to get straight into this. So let's welcome Shane Lachlan from Brislec in Australia. Thanks for coming on board, Shane. G'day, mate. How you going? Yeah, really good, thanks. Good, good. So I'm going to kick this one off with, uh, why did you become an electrician? Mate, um, back in the day, basically, like any tradesman, just at, at high school, um, and if you didn't have anything to do, your parents or, or your family member was pushing you into, uh, you know, go into a trade and figure out what you want to be. And, mate, for about a year, I was a diesel fitter labourer and quickly figured out that... Um, that wasn't for me at all. So yeah, um, right. my, bro- my, my brother was a cabinet maker at the time and he said, mate, uh, you've got to get into electrical. And uh, from from there on in, yeah, I liked connecting things, making things happen when I was younger. And, um, you know, I was pretty musical when I was younger and played in bands and stuff like that. So oh, cool. I was always connecting and making all that sort of stuff happen then. So, yeah, I, I don't think I always wanted to be one from being a little boy or anything. It just sort of evolved into I want to do a trade and then it just eventuated basically. Yeah. I haven't looked yeah. back. Glad cool. I did. Mm. Yep. And where did you do your apprenticeship? At a company called Q Electrical here in Brisbane. They're a massive company here um, and still are. And uh, and I sort of cut my teeth in construction um, with them a fair bit and uh, and then started to really push into their service and maintenance area. And yeah, um, yeah I really liked that. I really liked that a lot more so you could start and finish a job quicker. Um, yeah. But did did quite a few large projects with them and um, yeah, that was really good, really good time actually. I learned a lot about the industry and, and where I wanted to be within the industry as well. I didn't sort of yeah. just put cable tray up for, you know, a year, two years or anything, <laughs> yeah. you know, like actually yeah. got to learn a lot and uh, yeah. some really good guys as well too. So um, yeah, it was on the verge of old school meeting new school i think back then yeah. so awesome yeah hmm. what would be the number one biggest lesson you learned as an apprentice oh mate lots lots um i think it was a lot easier uh, it's a lot easier now as as an apprentice um than it was back then i think um without a doubt you know when i say back then i'm only talking like early 2000s um yeah. but you know i think 
really there were a lot of more work ethic um, type things that were instilled into us back then. Um, and there was a lot more that got done back then. Um, so I think what was the biggest thing I learned, um, consistency, you know, and, and not to be complacent because you can get fired being an apprentice as well, you know, yeah. like it wasn't just that you got an apprenticeship and that's guaranteed the whole time. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw some apprentices around me get fired because they weren't, you know, up to scratch or weren't putting in the effort. So, um, but putting my hand up, like that was a big thing. Um, the job sites I was working on or the people I was working with, I was always making sure that I was asking if I could have a go at doing it. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I think I'm more a practical sort of person than um, being able to listen to what someone had to tell me. I, I would listen, but I need to actually get hands on with it. So getting in there and getting dirty was probably know my biggest piece of advice or biggest thing i learned for sure yeah being proactive yeah stepping yeah up when you didn't understand cool yeah 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 awesome well brizlex celebrating its 10 year anniversary this year it is sure that right? is mate yeah 10 yeah, years cool. this year congratulations sure awesome. thanks mate yeah yeah it's been a big uh big 10 years awesome can you tell yeah. me a little bit about brizlex um what your what sort of work you do and what you believe in as a company yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, since day dot, we've we've certainly carried on that service and maintenance um, arm of of what my passion is, and I, I quite like that um, small job. I've got a small job mentality like that. I really like to be able to service clients, whether it's a one hour job or you know like up to a one week job. Um, yeah. that's always been my passion. I really like that. Um, we then pushed into doing bigger jobs um, as a company. We did some quite large projects. But now we're filtered back to basics, mate, and uh, we're, service and maintenance is my passion within the industry and, and um, I still like you know, doing multiple jobs and we, we do about 150, 160 jobs a month um, at the moment and growing. So yeah. um, I quite like that quick turnover um, yeah. you know, as a business owner. Um, and you know, it just gives more consistency I find. So that's our drive and that's where we're going is, is more service and maintenance type work. Yep. Um, and one-to-one -one with the client type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm. So you said you went into, was it construction or bigger jobs and then yep. you've come back. Yep. So what happened? Yep. What was your experiences in that period that made you go, no, 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 let's go back and just, yeah, to, yeah. just Look, focus um, on one thing. Matt, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I would say cash flow more than anything, um, has pushed us back into it. Um, and just the, the, the fierceness in the market for the dollar, um, yeah. has, has definitely pushed us back. Um, and you know, I, I'm not disappointed with that at all. I, I quite like the fact that we've, that we've got this now because our consistency is, is really strong. Um, and it's helped the business in a lot of ways. Um, but we, my first big job was, um, 75 townhouses, and and like that was a massive leap going from you know three years into business and then to do 75 townhouses but i was lucky enough to know the developer and they work with us over a long period of time and um yeah we we did a lot of big jobs so i was able to to still practice my cash flow management with a, with someone that i could um communicate to a fair bit yeah. Um, but they ended up selling off and um, they sort of dwindled away. So we continued with some other um, medium-sized builders and really got into a fit-out market, Yeah, um, doing a lot of fit-out jobs over a period of time as well, and which is really good. And, and that 
part of the construction market is what I really like to sit in is that fit out market if I was to be in it. Yeah. Um, but look, it just it just didn't suit the way we we were set up um, for cash flow management. Um, and also as a company, my preference would just be to be doing service and maintenance and smaller fit outs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was sort of pushed us into um, back into this area. And I don't look back, mate. To be honest, it's um, the best the company's been now, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I think it's really important. Could you – a really important point here is the difference in cash flow of your service and maintenance versus the construction. Can you tell us a little mm. bit about the challenges you face and then how you had to overcome those and then why you – what what was the moment where you're like, no, let's just come right back and, and focus on what we know is working? Yeah, probably a couple, mate. Um Obviously, cash flow is one of them, but uh, cash flow gets affected by other things within the company. It's not just um, how quick I get paid from someone. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's other things that um, overheads within the company that obviously affect that as well. So, um, I had a few too many overheads at that time as well when I was trying to cut costs and make money on a job. Um, there's only so much you can cut out of the job. You've got to start looking at your own company and figure out where you can cut those overheads. And yeah. we certainly needed to do that. Um, and it, it was affecting company culture a fair bit as well because I was focusing on, you know, get the get more jobs, invoice the job, get more job, invoice the job. And when you're doing that and, you, and you're so reliant on money coming through the door, um, everything else sort of gets pushed to the wayside a little bit. And then company culture and all of the business, you know, ABCs get pushed to the side a little bit and, mm. um, or a lot. And you can, you can just lose quality guys, um, and, and just quality, um, clients that you may not be servicing in the maintenance area or the smaller job type area. So, yeah. um, I really didn't like that, you know, like I didn't like losing good guys that I had working for me, um, due to not, you know, building a culture around what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and, and also didn't like losing some really good quality clients either, you know. Mm. So um, I think there's so many tradies, uh, uh, sparkies that get caught up in that. Um, we've got big jobs, big client, big turnover um, and forgetting about where they started. Um, yeah. You know, it sounds cliche almost these days, you know, but it, it's so, so true to not forget, you know, all of those clients where you came from. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. And mm. so can you... In hindsight, looking back, what would be the reason those good electricians left in the end? You're saying the company culture started to break down, but what yeah. was like, what was the thing that was it? Were you being affected emotionally or was it something like that that was causing it? Yeah, I think um, a few different reasons, mate. But the way that we attack our company culture now um, is different to how I always have done it in the past. Um, and financially you know you need to make sure your boy your boys are out there making money for you and they're working um it's hard when you sort of um when you see big companies and they've got ping pong tables and basketball courts and they're always having barbecues and getting that yeah. sort of team team company culture where everyone's got this massive huddle happening um that's where i came from that's where i i did that in a big company and i thought you can bring that to a small company and you would you would do those things and then everyone would just be a part of the same team. We all move forward. Yeah. It's not necessarily the case for a smaller business, but, um, and, and my, my approach to culture now is, um, is completely different to how I've done it in the past. And, um, 
it's working now and, and retaining guys is really good because I think that's super important is mm. to re- retain and, and train the, the guys that you've got working for you so yeah. that you can grow together. And yeah. Um, yeah, we just lost, we just lost track of that for a little bit because you just get so caught up in got to get a new job, got to invoice that one and you just get on the roundabout, you know? So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool. So can you tell me a little bit about your culture now? So um, before we were talking about culture and you're really passionate about the culture of your business, can you tell us a little bit about your culture and how you set it up um, and how this new setup is so much better than the way it yeah. was before? Yeah. So yeah. give some sort of contrast for us? Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, so my culture now, I let the guys create the culture, but I – I focus on my relationship with each one of the people that work for me individually. Um, so I started I started watching um, a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you've heard of yeah, him yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, mate, I really relate to the way he he approaches his company culture. And he's got over 650 guys working for him at a you know a social media implementation company in the states. And he's a bit over the top at times, but um, there's some really Likes good gems to pick up. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, definitely. But I've really picked up from him how he approaches his company culture and, and it's one on one. And yeah. so when I when I create a relationship with the people that work for me now, it's a um it's a relationship based on them and what they're doing in their life, um, and what they want to get out of their work life, but also what they're doing outside of Brislek and what makes them tick on the weekend and uh yeah. you know, if they if they bought a new car and they're picking it up on a Saturday, I'll send them a quick text message or for, call them and just say, hey, how's the new car going or how'd you go? Or, you know, they might be having a baby or they're getting married or there might be all these little things that you can you can use to your advantage to be able to build a relationship with them and learn more about the individual. So I started doing that and that took a good 12-month process to really get that um, relationship going with them. Um, yeah. And... Uh, you know, you, there's a there's a line in the sand of friend versus you know mm. employer as well, yeah. and, and that's definitely still got to be met. But um, the more I build on that relationship with them, and we've got a mutual respect for each other, it the company culture happens behind my back in a lot better um, and more positive way because the respect for me is there, so the respect for the company is there, so they respect each other, even if they've got some slight personality differences or whatever it may be. Yeah. They've all got a common respect for the company. So um, that builds. And then, you know, obviously team group environments and team training and opportunity to be able to let us know how their van's going or how their jobs, what jobs they're doing at the moment, or they might be doing a little bit too much in this area. So they'd like to do a little bit more over here. And yeah. so I used to do three months, six month get together meetings and we talk about that. But now it's really open door and we'll have a chat anytime. anytime any time at all and open door yeah. policy. So my relationship with the guys is really good. And it, this Sunday, this actually this coming Sunday, um, I've got a four wheel drive day and I'm taking a few clients out with the guys that work for me. And we're just going out for a four wheel drive and then going to a, um, like a, a pub for lunch. And they love that, nice. you know, like yeah, they love cool. to be able to do that, you know? So culture as a team and a team huddle type environment doesn't work for us. And I just had to find a different way to, to really, you know, approach and adapt with these guys because I had some good guys that I had working for me and 
you know, I've lost good guys over in the past just because I, I think not creating that one-on-one relationship with them and, um, you know, you live yeah. alone. That's just the yeah. way it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, h- how do you yeah. measure and monitor performance at work? So you've got your co- company culture and it's getting them to respect you and they'll be working hard for you, but do you, do yep. you have a way to measure and monitor performance to ensure that they're, uh, you know, still helping the company grow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. Through Simpro, I think you use Simpro as yeah, well. Yeah, we use Simpro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So through, obviously through Simpo, through, you know, profit and loss that jobs have made, um, also quantity of jobs that, that have been done throughout the month and comparing those types of things to each other. But um, I, I try and niggle out the little things early. So if there's something that they're constantly doing or there's a trait that, you know, they may not get their job card filled out properly or they keep forgetting little baby things or whatever, I try and get that stomped out really quickly. I don't let that like linger for too long. Mm. Um, and I make notes, so I've got constant notes for each staff member. So I'll go in and if there's something that I need to communicate to them, I'll, I'll make that note consistently. So it, the next time I've got an opportunity to have one of those one-on-ones, we can talk about it at a time that's off the job and it doesn't affect their morale through the daytime. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's my way of measuring it is, is that once I get a feedback from a client or it might be something that is affecting the company, I'll... I'll definitely note it and talk to them more regularly about it. Um, yeah. But without a doubt, mate, that you can't you can't mess with the numbers. You know, if if their jobs aren't making profit or um, gears missing from their van that should be in their van and they're not maintaining things like that, you know, it's just not waiting that till that next meeting, and that might be two months away or a month yeah. away. You know, so a lot can happen in that time. So I, I try and nip it in the butt pretty quickly now and, and communicate with them um you know a lot a lot yeah what's your approach to like say if someone's not writing their job notes or not attaching uh, important documents to the job uh and you call them up you know uh just need you to do it this way and then two yeah yeah, yeah all good and then three days they'd go great like no problems and then mm. slowly go back into mm. old habits and then again yeah. you say the same thing and it's not serious enough to you know, like that's it. Yeah, yeah I know. So <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. What's your approach to that, and and how do you yeah. get you guys to understand those things and why it's important to Brislek and the yeah. company? Yeah, mate. I definitely. I used to say, you know, this is the rule and follow the rule, and that's it. You know, and and um, and it's easy to do if you just follow the rules. You know, yeah. And, but um, you can't you just can't do that. Like mm. you've got to work with what their strengths are. And, and I've got some really good guys that um, are excellent at being a tradie, but I do need to keep reminding them in a different area. As long as it's not ridiculous and they're doing it on every single job, you know, there needs to be a consistency there or some, and some pros and cons. But, um, you know, where one guy is weak in another area, another guy's strong and, and, and vice versa. And mm. I, I deliberately hire my team in that way as well yeah so um just to make just to make sure that i've got diversity of the type of human that works for me because i've got diverse clients you know yeah so um i really i really need to work with what their strengths may be some guys are really good at one area and some guys aren't and i've just got to manage whether that is affecting the company or or not and it's that one little thing i just need to 
just accept a little bit about their personality or is that detrimental to the company and we just can't can't deal with that you know it's not Mm. acceptable um but after three months six months of having someone work for you you know you can't say that every guy is going to be amazing that works for you there's going to be a trait of some sort that you just need to to deal with and and i've had a lot of guys come and go from the company and in the past it's been look, here's the rules and this is what we need to do and follow the rules and that's just simple as how it is. Yeah. You might you might be offending someone that is, they've got a trait within them they just need to work on. But yeah. again, again, working with them to understand, you know, why is that, why are you rushing? You know, like why mm. why are we forgetting that? Is yeah. it that you're trying, trying to get home to your partner because she's, you know, pregnant at the moment or something yeah. or you know like you she's know off work and sick or what you know mm. yeah so why is why in the background why are you rushing you know like am i rushing you or whatever and having a good a one-on-one conversation with them to actually again go back to the basics of that relationship one-on-one mm. Mm. that's awesome i really like that i think that's really important and you focus on the why it's so easy for you to quickly go no you need to be doing this but there could be a re- yeah. legitimate reason in the background you don't know about and if you just yeah. ask Hey, what's happening? Is there something? Do you like this is yeah, what this yeah. is what I've noticed? Is there something going on in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And legitimate, it needs to be obviously. If it continues and they don't want to communicate anything to you, and it's a problem and it's affecting the company, then you've almost done everything that you can to to help that person. Um, yeah. I, I I make sure that I follow up all of my conversations with a phone with a email to say you know, this is what we went through and just yeah, reiterating yeah. everything we went through and, you know, yeah. documenting it, obviously. Um, yeah. yeah, so just so that if we ever do need to come across that or it affects the company in such a way where they need to be moved on, then, you know, you can document that conversation. Sure. So that's good. Yeah. 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 Real good. And what, just before we move on to the next point, what do you hire for at Brislec and have you had any serious um, mistakes in hiring which you could share so other people don't make the same mistakes when hiring electricians. Yeah, um, yeah, two 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 prong question that one. Um, so yes, I've hired the wrong guys in the past before, and why is is because I needed them really quickly. And mm. when you've got a big job that comes on, or you might you might be already on a job, and all you guys are on that job, and then you've got a really good opportunity. So you need another three or four guys. So you hire quickly because. These days, I don't know what it's like for you on the West, mate, but um, when when a job gets approved these days, the quote might have been sitting there for two months, but when it when it's approved, it's approved. Like, Starting you're going next straight week. away, <laughs> yeah, you know? And yeah. and I don't really like using labor hire as much, you know? Like, I like to have guys who work for me. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the old hire slowly, fire quickly scenario, you know, gets thrown out the window because you've got to hire really quickly and get someone yeah. here really quickly. So... Yes, I've hired the wrong people in the past because you just need to hire someone and their and their resume might say that they're really experienced in this area. But as a human being, they're not really good with communicating and negotiating and on yeah. site they end up being a little bit of a problem because um, they they can't deal with a situation or be told not, you know, what, what to do, you know, or yeah. work in with a builder or whatever. So yeah. I, I guess that's the mistake in that I've made in hiring too quickly, mate. That's probably the biggest problem I've had. Um, is that also, I, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, so is that also to do with that? You said you went, you had a fast growth period and you went onto the bigger building 
um, mm, bigger value definitely. sort of work. That came with that, didn't it? The same thing. Definitely. You had to hire fast. You couldn't slowly yep. build your team and develop your team. Yep, yep. Um, so my the way that we do it now is that um, I'm always, always interviewing, even when I'm not looking for someone. I'm constantly interviewing um, so that I can build my resume file of people that I know, and I might have had an interview with them nine months ago. And um, if I really resonated with that person, I thought they were really good, um, that they might be better than someone you've got working for you now. Um, or you at least have made a relationship with them and you can call them and say, what are you up to? You know, yeah. and I, I, I'm constantly interviewing so that I make sure, you know, when I need to call upon someone I know who would be the right fit at the right time. Um, and when I'm interviewing someone, I'm, I'm really interviewing them on their personality first, you know, and who they are yeah. and what their values are. Um, and then, and then I pick up their resume in front of them and start flicking through their resume, what their credentials are, even though mm -hmm. I've looked at it in the past. But I sort of put that aside in the resume, uh, in yeah. the interview process and have a good conversation first. Yeah. Um, because I, I think that really matters, mate. Like it really matters being able to get to the core of someone and figure out who they are. And then we'll sort out whether you're going to be a good Sparky or not. Um, yeah. I, I find that works for me best um and the guys that i've got working for me have the ability to communicate and then that the the client gets to experience that too so yeah i know it, it might might be different to how other people do it but it we works. share the same yes yeah, same thing so constantly constantly interviewing it's awesome like it's really smart because you get to rank your interviewees rather than yeah. who's available come on now like yeah correct you got to choose yeah, from yeah. just one gum tree ad worth of applicants yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, and there's nothing more frustrating than having to hire someone, you know, on a Thursday to start Monday, um, and you just hope like hell they're going to be experienced and they're going to get along with everyone on site. And um, mate, I just I did that over and over. Like you need have to move three, you know, three or four or five people off and then hire three or four. It was just um, it was really hard to keep up with. And that again, that's the getting back to the company culture again, that would mm. affect the company culture because people would see people coming and going all the time. And that, you know, it, it gives in a feeling of instability. And yeah. Um, yeah, they don't have, then they lose respect for me because it's like you hired them. So, you know, yeah. our relationship is so tarnished, you know? Yeah, yeah, we could lose yeah. our job at any time. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So, um. Excited and, and congratulations on getting awarded uh, one of the fastest growing businesses in 2012. It's the NAB's <laughs> fastest yeah, growing yeah. businesses. Can you tell us a bit about yeah. that award and how that came about? Yeah, um, mate, they, I got nominated um, by them. Uh, I was actually with NAB at the time um, and they, yeah, they, they nominated me for it. Um, I think there was, a, there was about 200 200 or so um, in the running for that. And uh, yeah, just got to make the top 12 of the fastest growing companies in 2012, um, you know, through NAB and uh, NAB clients. So yeah, yeah, that was really, it was really, really good at the time, without a doubt. Um, it was good recognition for hard work and um, yeah. we, we were definitely growing um, at the time and it was good managed growth and, and yeah, really proud of, um, of where we'd come from. You know, it was 2012, so we were four or five years into business then. So yeah, cool. Yeah, it was yeah. um, it was good. Yeah. Do you recommend other electrical contractors to reach out for 
winning awards? Did that recognition help um, drive some business for you in the future yeah. after that? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. If there's any if there's any sort of award that you can go up for, then without a doubt, whether it's a local a local newspaper award or a um, you know the clients can vote you in for, or whether you're doing any business coaching or whatever it may be, if there's any type of award that you can go in for, then without a doubt, it does give a lot of street cred. I, I find and and being able to leverage off things like that, yeah, um, it it really does, and even you know. Um, having the master electrician logo um, yeah. being plastered throughout, you know, your company. Um, it does, it gives good street credit to people um, and they, and they see and they get the feeling of, you know, you've, you're, you're approved, you know, you're, you're yeah, someone yeah. that is approved, you know? Yep. I think mm. just having that master brand as well, like next to your name, yeah. like yeah. it tells yeah, yeah. a story versus yep. some of the other places, you know, like this just tells a story from yep. just what it says. So Yeah, definitely. Even if they don't even know what Master Electricians is and they've never heard of it, mm. then yeah. like but at least they they see that it looks like it's something and they can look it up. You yeah. know, like it's yeah, I think so any award or any recognition you can get then 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 take it. Even as as low down as a testimonial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? well yeah, like, they're effective. They, they? they go a really long way. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, and with the growth, like what would your philosophy on growth be now after you've gone from, you know, growing pretty fast to real fast and then dialing it back and what would your philosophy on growth be now, would you say? Repeat customers. Um, that's, that's our growth. Um, we really focus on making sure that, um, no fish get out of the net and, uh, we've got repeat customers, um, repeat repeat customers equals more customers because they're your biggest fans and, and they end up feeding more business into the business. Um, marketing is obviously an element of, of what we do to, to move forward. Um, we're big on a, we're, we're big on our marketing. Um, yep. but it really does come back to the people that you're already doing work for. Um, it yeah. really makes it really makes a difference to make sure that they are actually raving fans and yeah. that, they're, they're giving you the, the good, you know, recommendations or testimonials or whatever it may be. Um, more than anything, repeat business and referrals is what who we are. You yeah. Know? yeah. Do, you, do you have a technique to, to get testimonials or reviews from your customers? Yeah, we, um, mate, we follow up every job, um, every single job. And, and, if, and we make sure that they're, they're obviously satisfied with what got done. Um, Every client gets a, a text message as well after that phone call, just to ask them to give us a testimonial if they were happy. Yeah. Um, and and we'll get them to go on to whatever platform they're comfortable with, be it just an email or if if they're willing to go online and and do it online for you, whatever they're comfortable with. Uh, we've given them as many platforms as we can to yeah to get them to give us that testimonial because. It certainly is something that goes a long, long way. People look at testimonials a lot. I'll figure mm. it out. A yeah. lot. Mm. And the impact on the actual customer who gives the testimonial is more likely yeah. to say good things about yep. you in the future to people. Yep. Once yep. they've given yep. one. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Too many yeah, people really just chop off the cool. end of the job. Got paid. Totally. See ya. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, it's isn't it? Mental. <laughs> Like I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, yeah, I don't understand why you build a relationship with someone and you wouldn't want to continue that 
you know, like and, and yeah. have them as a customer again. Obviously, if everything didn't go well, then you know, like you got to make that make that assumption or or decision on whether you want to keep them as a client moving forward. But yeah. if everything went well, why wouldn't you want to keep them? You know, like yeah. we've got a lot of we've got a lot of competition in our market, especially here. Um, so you know, you've got to follow up on that. I think it's super important. Cool. And with your, yeah. you say you're big on marketing. Do you see with that customer relationship and, and you say um, repeat customer, do you see your viability in the marketing spend in the lifetime value of that customer? Is that what you're, the way you yeah. see it, would you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, like a customer, you know, the biggest thing that we can have moving forward is a customer that turns into a client, you know, like they're, they're, they're there continually um, yeah. and you can jump into, you know, the likes of Simpro and look at their history of how many jobs you might have done for them and yeah. you can just see everything of the history of who they have been over a certain amount of years. You know, I, that's, I get a kick out of that. I like that. I like having them come back to us repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Good feeling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, it's, uh, it's an accolade to, to have someone come back. It's like, yeah, we trust you now. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. I am your electrician, you know, and yeah. um, that pride of of that feeling uh, it comes across from me, and then that comes across from the company as well, and and the guys all understand that now, and we really educate that to the to the guys that work for me out on the tools, and um, they get that across to the client because they're the ones that get to see them more than what I do. Um, yeah. So if if they're expressing that and they've got that feeling, then that comes across the the same as the phone call they made to us, you know, like yeah. it's just got to be a bit, it's got to be consistent. There's no use sending a guy out that just doesn't want to be there. Yeah. If you know, you're trying it. to beat the big drum. Yeah. 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 How do you manage that though? How do you manage making sure that you've got the consistency in your team? Like you send someone like, wow, that your electrician Brislek is amazing. Cause they do, they put your brand name next mm. to the person mm. that goes out. So yep. how do you ensure yep. that the next person who's a different person, lives up to that expectation then yeah that that's comes back to the one-on-one -on -one with the guys yeah. mate like like really communicating with them the feedback the good the really good feedback the constructive feedback that we get um mm -hmm. but uh, that that and that comes from i've got a guy um that works in-house he's that does admin work for us but he's also he looks after all of our follow-ups and social media and all the rest of it um yeah. he gets the feedback from the mm. client, um, good, bad, or ugly, um, and and most of the time, all the time, it's good. But yeah. you know, out of 150 jobs a month, you can't say that you're going to be doing every single one of them perfect. And there might have been one little hiccup that I didn't know about that hasn't been communicated back to me, and that yeah. there is an opportunity for a client to not be happy and go somewhere else. So mm -hmm. we we really try and let give them that opportunity to talk and and to tell us what the problem yeah. was. Yeah. Um, so that we can rectify it, that doesn't like just get forgotten about. That really gets yeah. spoken about and communicated in individually, and then in a team environment as well. Not to single mm. out that person, but to to educate everyone. So um, cool. that consistency is key. Yeah. 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 We talk about that in the academy a lot, like making sure that you're consistently yeah. putting yeah. out. You know, and and those follow-ups are so important because if uh, the customer's not happy, the the amount of uh, rep that you get, you know, street cred, yeah. 
yep. <laughs> um, for following up and rectifying the problem, even though they weren't happy by you yep. going and fixing the problem for them, they're like yep. grateful to you and, and they'll come back. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's minimal the amount of people that, you know, if, you, if, if you've installed a bad, like a dodgy fan or a dodgy something and, and, it, and it's got a problem with it, the quicker you fix it, the better and you just get it sorted out. It's very minimal the amount of people that are really unhappy with mm. the fact that you've gone back out and fixed it, but yeah. not answering your phone again, or it goes two weeks before you actually book them back in for a job because they're not a priority because it's just a warranty or whatever. Um, you know, y- you can lose so many clients by just not keeping that open form of communication. And even though you might be busy and you're not going to make any money out of it, book it in and talk to them about it and communicate yeah. um, so that they they feel you know loved. I guess. Yeah. We treat, we treat at response, we treat uh, a callback the same as we treat an uh, inspector's order. Yeah. So, yeah, right. That same amount That's a good of energy. idea. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. be right back there. Urgent. Yeah. You know, same yeah, emotions yeah. put into it. It's like, this is, Priority. we haven't done the yeah. job right. Let's get back there, fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The, the longer it's not working, the more people they tell that it's not working. You know, and 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 yeah. you don't you don't want them spreading that sort of news about you. You want to fix it. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, mate, there is there is an element of the market that um, can make others look bad. There always is. You know, whatever industry that you're in, and um, people can be very put off very easily because they've had a bad experience in the past. Yeah. Um. So they can take a fair bit of training to get them back to a to a point where they respect you you know, because they might have been burnt in the past. Yeah. Mm. Um, so what's your idea of success, Shane? Like personally, what would you say your your yeah. picture of success is to you? Mate, having having a, a solid home life um, that, that really engages me to want to go to work and, and work hard. Um, so, you know, I've got a good, great family. Um, there's a really great home and social environment, great friends. Um, I, that's, you know, that's my love and my passion, but um, that inspires me to come to work and, and to, you know, go through the day and, and really get through the week and then through the month. And um, because you need, you need something, you need, you need those things to, to drive you forward. Um, I'm passionate about, about that and growing, moving forward and to share with my kids life and move and, you know, growing together. Yeah. Um, and that inspires me to, to come to work without a doubt on a work front. It, it inspires me to grow. I want to be growing the company and obviously, um, I'm pretty OCD or whatever you want to call it. And I, I yeah. like actually having my systems in place and a perfect circle of, yeah. of a job. Um, and then just replicate that many times. Mm. Um, so we've we've got a goal over the next 24 months to double the amount of jobs we're doing per month, um, mm-hmm. and that's a really good goal. And everyone's on the same boat with that, you know. Like, yep. it, and we've all got a common goal. Um, yeah. But it's just it's the same it's the same circle just repeated, double the amount of times. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's not rocket science. It just needs to be you know done more. Just more jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. I get a kick out of having a systemized business that can run without me. Um, I can, I can go away and the Mm. jobs still come in and still work. So, um, I, I get a kick out of that. Definitely. That was my next point. So like your, 
your idea of success is growing with your family. Do you find that, or have you had experience where the, uh, your growth of your business has increased the demand for you at work, which draws mm. away from time at home? Have you had that 100%. experience? Yep. hundred percent. How do you overcome yeah. that? Um, mate, you got to just got to go through and find your own way. <laughs> my, my way is different to your way and, and to the next guy as well. But, uh, um, it happened for me in stages where I was, you know, a tradie that was working, you know, working my butt off, get home at six o'clock and then do my paper, like have dinner, go do my paperwork until midnight, get up and go back. You know, we've all done it. We've yeah. all done it. And yeah. some are, lot are still doing it. Um, you know, like, um, but I, I, myself, I started to go, right, I don't work on the tools Fridays and then I don't work on the tools Thursdays and then I cut off Mondays. You know, so I did it day by day, and that really helped me to 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 get um, and to respect myself to get off the tools because you think oh, I have to go do it, I have to yeah. go save the day. Um, yeah. But you're realizing that you know you're more valuable in the office if you want to grow your company um, and managing it properly and running yeah. it as a company. Yeah. So yeah, does that answer what the happened as yeah? What <laughs> happened as a result of you going from? Because I think a lot of tradie business owners are stuck in tradesman business owner at the moment and mm -hmm. they're frightened if they didn't go if they left off the tools then they're not out there making yeah. money for the business and it's going to affect everything yeah. so yeah. what was the result of you coming off the tools and and of the business like how did that affect yeah. everything time time like just creating more time for myself so um, getting the work done through the week allowed me to then say, okay, well, I now don't work Saturdays and or half day Saturday and then yeah. now I don't work Saturdays. So, you know, just wind, winding it back slowly, it's hard, It's really hard yeah. to just go, I, I'm just going to stop and go cold turkey. I'm just going to get off the tools. <clears throat> it's hard for a mindset of a tradie who goes to work and works hard every day. Yeah. I think it's hard to go cold turkey. So I just weaned it back, you know, and, and just said, I do half day Saturdays, I don't do a full day Saturday and then I get rid of Saturdays completely and then focus on the week and say I don't work past five yeah. through the week now and I finish and go home at that time. So yeah. um, I think it's a major impact and it's a major stress on people that have had one, two, three kids and they're running a business at the same time. Yeah, it's It eventually is going to get to the point where you're going to burn out. Breaking point. It just it, It'll yeah. happen some way or another. Yeah. What was what was the result? I'm just yeah. trying to get the yeah. result that came. So by you taking now that you've taken Fridays off, what were you able to do Fridays that you couldn't do when you're on the tools? And how did that affect the growth of your business? So because you came off the tools, were you able to get your growth to course. spike upwards? Yeah, of course, yeah. because you can focus on it. Yeah, there's there's a lot that can happen, you know, in the office or organising your day. Um, you can be a lot more creative with what's actually happening within the business if you're not on the tools, because when you're on the tools, there's a lot that is happening to be on the tools, you know, like there's mm. to be a sparky, you know, you've got a lot to think about and be aware of while you're doing your work. It's hard to do that and also be in another business mindset at the same time. Yeah. And so being in the office or whatever is your office or your space um, allows you to be more creative, I guess, as a business owner to, to focus on what you need to focus on yeah. um, and, and keep yourself away from, um, you know, the, the, the little things on the job. 
Um, mm. So people that I've, that what I did and people that I've spoken to to try and I guess help them along the way with this process as well is they, they can't just succumb to just being in the office. So they go maybe three hours to site and go to all the sites, visit mm -hmm. them all and just make sure everything's all good and then go and do their paperwork if they're on a five-day, you know, paperwork sort of run that they're trying to get a hold of. Yeah. Just little bits at a time, you know, like it, it, trying to wean yourself off it and find the right way for you. Um, yeah. And But then concentrate on the fact that you've got to go home and if, you, if you're married or you've got kids or whatever, you know, that's got to be just as important because it'll burn out eventually. Yeah. yeah. I think the multiple hat thing is – really important because if and you're you're saying focus like focus is the, the thing and like as men like women could probably focus on more things than we could yeah, yeah. but yeah. men focus on one thing so if you start your day at work your mind will be on work the whole day so for you to come home and then try and go into you know office mindset yeah it's yeah. hard to shift over to office mindset yeah, yeah so start the day with office mindset and then yeah finish the day on office yeah. mindset yeah yeah, mate, I, I fell asleep at my laptop once at about 11 o'clock at night and woke up and that was one of my moments, you know, it was like one of those moments where you just go enough, you know, yeah. like my head was on, my head was on the laptop, you know, and yeah. I'm like, I've seen Drool. this in the movies. Drool you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what, what the hell am I doing? You know, I've got to be doing something. There's got to be a better way. Um, yeah. So without, without a doubt, mate, you, yeah, you're just baby steps. There's no just cold turkey way of doing it. I think it's just baby steps. Yep. Yeah. And now you're in that, now you've accomplished full transition over to the office. You're running a successful business, being able to grow it up to a new level. Now what do you do in your spare time thanks to that achievement? Yeah, I'm, I'm big on enduro bikes, mate. I, I race, not race, but um, ride enduro bikes, you know, as a hobby. Yeah. Um, and uh, I compete in, you know, amateur races around the place. Um, that's my out. That's my thing. You know, as soon as I put yeah. a helmet on, uh, it takes me away to another place. Yeah. So yeah. I need that just as much as I need my family time and um, everything else. So I, I need to put my helmet on and, and get away um, as regularly as I possibly can, 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and to feed that, I you know, I keep fit. Um, you know, I, I train at least two nights a week and, uh, you know, just keep a healthy lifestyle as well without a doubt um and then all the other things mate i like socializing and getting away camping and spending yeah. time with friends all that sort of stuff yeah yeah pretty normal what, pretty what normal do you think stuff. um healthy lifestyle has to do with a, a, an electrical contractor because you do see a lot of unhealthy people trying to run businesses and what do you what do you think about that i think you can do it being unhealthy but it's a lot easier if you're healthy it's 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 a it's a massive thing um your mind and your fitness and your fatigue and your ability to think straight um whether you're on the tools or off the tools it doesn't matter i, I think mm. looking looking after yourself is something that you figure out down the track of being a business owner um because you know you're just going crazy trying to make money and do as much work as you possibly can and you know i, I like to work as hard as i possibly can still now um but if I don't focus on, you know, being healthy and looking after myself, um, you know, I'm not a massive sleeper. I don't go and have seven or eight hours sleep a night or anything like that. I'm not a huge sleeper. Um, yep. But I find that if I'm active and I'm eating well and all that sort of thing, I sleep well. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's a that's a huge part of being focused throughout the daytime. And you know, mate, phone rings here at the office and and on my mobile, and I'm I must be on at least 50 phone calls a day. You need to be focused. You know? Yeah, and it, and absolutely. If you're not eating eating well and looking after yourself. You you can do it. If you just don't do it as well, you forget stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're only human. Cool. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you for your time today. It's been a real pleasure. No um, If yeah, anyone no, wants fine. to get in touch with you in Brisbane or nationally, um, they might want to reach out and, and use you as a, a national um, yeah, projects or anything like that. How can they get in contact with you? Mate, um, you can find me on a lot of social platforms. Um, you can message me through any of those or just give us a call at the, op- at the office, um, 3399-9449. Um, or, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone about anything. I'm pretty passionate about the industry as well and, and helping everyone move forward. Um, you know, uh, I'm always open to talking to anyone about yeah. um, business or whatever it may be. This yeah. is this has been awesome. I think there's so much value that you've shared with everyone today. So thank you for your time. Um, right. yeah. as, a, as a thank you gift, so we're going to give you a free membership to the Electrician Success Academy and the Upgrade platform. Nice. So, uh, nice. Thanks, that with your team. Thank you. No, no worries. Thank you. Awesome. That's awesome. And um, yeah, looking forward to maybe catching up another time. I think you've still got a lot to share. So I'd love to catch yeah. up in a later Mate. date. Yeah. Yep. And next cool. time you're over on the east side as well, Yeah. we'll catch up. That sounds good. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, Shane. All right. Well, have a good day. Cheers, mate. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Just a reminder, use the promo code P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast, all in capital letters, at checkout at the Electrician Success Academy to get a lifetime 10% off for being one of our awesome listeners here at the Electrician Success Podcast. Anyway, have a fantastic day. I hope you're crushing it out there, and I'll see you in the next episode.